0: Three, we want to launch again our uh, study in the concluding uh, series of uh, God's house, Hebrews chapter three, and I need somebody to get for me First Timothy three fifteen again, Brother John Palmer. Let's follow uh, Hebrews three one through six, where the Bible says, uh, "Wherefore, holy brethren." Partakers of the heavenly calling, consider the apostle and high priest of our profession, Christ Jesus, who was faithful to him that appointed him, as also Moses was faithful in all his house. For this man was counted worthy of more glory than Moses, inasmuch as he who has builded the house has more honor than the house. For every house is builded by some man, but he that built all things is God. And Moses verily was faithful in all his house as a servant for a testimony of those things which were to be spoken after. But Christ, as a son over his own house, whose house are we, if we hold fast the confidence and the rejoicing of the hope firm unto the end. First Timothy 3.15, Brother John. The pillar and ground of the truth. Church of the living God is the pillar and the ground of the truth. We want to uh, lock back into the scripture that we used in opening, Luke chapter 12, verse 35, Uh, and we're studying on uh, God's people as stewards of life, God's people as stewards of life. Let's just read that, 35 through 48, and uh, Luke 12, 35 through 48. Let your loins be girded about, and your lights burning and you yourselves like unto men that wait for their lord when he will return from the wedding that when he cometh and knocketh they may open unto him immediately blessed are those servants whom the lord when he cometh shall find watching verily i say unto you that he shall gird himself and make them to set down at meat and will come forth and serve them and if he shall come in the second watch or come in the third watch and find them so blessed are those servants and this know that if the good man, there we find our terminology being used in this passage again, of the house had known what hour the thief would come, he would have watched and not suffered his house to be broken through. Be ye therefore ready also, for the Son of Man cometh at an hour when you think not. Then Peter said unto him, Lord, speakest thou this parable unto us, or even to all? And the Lord said, Who then is that faithful and wise steward, whom his Lord will make ruler over his household to give them their portion, of meat in due season. Blessed is that servant whom his Lord when he cometh shall find so doing of a truth I say unto you that he'll make him ruler all, over all that he has. But, and if that servant shall say in his house or is in, in his heart, my Lord delays his coming and shall begin to meet, beat the men servants and maidens and to eat and drink and to be drunken, the Lord of that servant will come in a day when he looketh not for him and at an hour when he is not aware and will ca- cut him in asunder and will appoint him his portion with the unbelievers. And that servant which knew his Lord's will and prepared not himself, neither did it according to his will, shall be beaten with many stripes. But he that knew not and did commit things worthy of stripes shall be beaten with few stripes. For unto whomsoever much is given, of him shall be much required. And to whom men have committed much, of him they will ask the more. Okay, we... Locked in last week, and we talked about the proprietorship of life. What is the proprietorship of life? Can anyone refresh our memories? What are we talking about? What's the essence of the proprietorship of life? Okay, Bill says that uh, proprietorship is the understanding that God owns everything. We don't own own anything, and we've been entrusted. All right, what does that have to do with life? We're talking about our lives as we live it. Okay, someone else? We're to live as under the Lord. Uh, Kathy? Gods of our own lives. How would that translate out into daily activities? Bill Kimball. We look at life uh, as though we own. Okay, you're uh, dabbling all around the edges. Nobody's punching it in the eye. Mr. Kaler. that's the stewardship of the gospel. Okay, we're talking about stewardship of life. Uh, John Pratt. God, what? Okay, he has a title. Lead the time. That's the stewardship of time. Now, does anybody remember what the stewardship of life is all about, Uh, Mister? We're not free to go and do as we please. Where we want to or when we want to. Okay. We have one good student. Teachers always encouraged if one out of 200 can remember. It shows you're clicking. That's good. Excellent. Anybody else have anything to add to that before we move on from that? Now we locked our minds back in. That's good. All these other things were true. They just weren't what we were talking about in the stewardship of life. Okay, in, uh, in military, uh, this is what it means to be. And so uh, we studied, remember, that, uh, that uh, the church is God's army. And so this is the same thought in a different, in a different stream. Now we're talking about stewards. And so uh, same thought, Brother Chuck Richardson. Okay, and so if we, uh, if we say... Uh, I going to go into such and such a city and buy and sell and get gain and God didn't do that then we're going to have to give an account, aren't we? And one day uh, when we start to give an account it's going to be a fearful day if we have served our own will our own desires our own ambitions our own comfort our own ease uh, our own imagination and we could go off in a half a different direction Very good. Somebody else. Okay, we begin to talk about talents, and, uh, and uh, somebody uh, tell us what a talent is. Ability to play basketball or guitar. What is a talent, Cindy? Okay, it was money. And so, but we did discover one tremendous truth concerning the parable of the talents, and that is that, uh, that there was given five, two, and one, and that was $29,000 for talent, and so we, there was a central truth through that, and we discovered that last week, and that's what, Cindy? Do you remember? Rob Kennard, do you remember? Okay, so we found out then that, uh, that, uh, that we have uh, abilities, and, and what does, uh, give a little exposition to that. What do we mean by that, Rob? Okay, God gives gifts and abilities into our hand. In other words, that's the stewardship of life. Is those things that we are to do, or we can do, and uh, that, uh, and, and what did you say in the end? This is not ours. They're particularly our own peculiar ones. Okay, and there's something very prominent in that, and, and we need to understand that concerning the difference individual. Something very prominent. What is that? what is that? About equality. Uh, Cindy, we're not equal. Abraham's wrong. Yes. We are not equal. And uh, just, a, just a preliminary uh, view of people, they just simply are not equal. Sister Mayotte? Okay, we're required to be responsible according to that Ability. Let's refresh ourselves uh, with the the several scriptures that we gave. I want somebody over on my far left, Matthew 13, 10 to 12, uh, uh, Jerry Miller, and Romans 12, 1 through 8. uh, Lee Oriott, I want 1 Corinthians 12, 4 through 7. uh, Bob Kimball, I want Ephesians 4 7 to 12. uh, Dale Copeland. Okay, we are not equal. And so one of the keys of understanding life is and being able to work with what God is doing is that we are not equal in gifting. As God gifts us, we are not equal. We do not all have the same ability. And so this is very apparent in the Scripture. Matthew thirteen ten through 12, loud, clear voice. Okay, Here's a statement concerning what God is doing in the life of certain people. Okay, God is not doing the same thing in the life of everyone. Now, there are some things that are the same. Salvation is the same. Uh, heaven's opportunity is the same. But what God's doing in people's life is not the same thing. All right, then we find that according to uh, that scripture, that there's a key given there. And uh, that is that, there's, uh, that God will uh, enlarge what he's doing into that person who is faithful. Isn't that right, Jerry? Isn't that what you read? Okay. Now, he says, because you have responded to what God's doing, then he's enlarging what he's doing in your life. Okay, Romans 12, 1 through 8. Loud, clear voice. ...conformed. Okay, Lee, stop right there. What God is doing, the Scripture says, is that He is working in you to present your life, a living sacrifice unto God. That's your reasonable service. That's what you... In in light of what He has done, it's only reasonable that you give Him your life. Okay? Then, He says... You are responsible to do this and in doing so to discover what is that good and perfect and acceptable will of God. You are responsible to discover the will of God. Go ahead, Lee. Okay, here he says that God's given... Uh, to every man a measure of faith. Okay, that's often misinterpreted and not read in context. And what he's saying: remember, this measure is like a is like a a racetrack, and around it are lines where each runner is to run within and uh, in the in the in the in the in the race course. And uh, he is disqualified unless he stays within those lines. That measure has that has that thought. Okay, and so Paul's saying. Now, as you present your body as a living sacrifice to God, it's your responsibility to discover your will, the, the will of God, and that is in line with a measure. He has a rule that he, or, or a measure, or a, it's, it's a delineation uh, of, uh, of what God is doing in your life. And so then he begins to enumerate unto one is given prophecy. Let him prophesy. To another, his, his gift to the body of Christ is to give money. Now, that's something we really need. Amen. To another's a teacher, another And then he goes on to say, and he's giving that illustration for the discovery of the gifts and the, as the stewardship of life. First Corinthians 12:4 through7. Verse 7. Okay, there he says the same thing has to do with the gifts of the Holy Spirit, and is enumerating the same thing. Ephesians 4, 7 through 12. Okay. Here's a uh, is the here's the gifting actually of the church, uh, and uh, and he says he gave some apostles. That's their gift. He gave some prophets. That's their gift. He gave some teachers. That's their gift. And the the object is so that the body now may be gifted, or may come to the discovery of their gifts, so that they may function and be presenters of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Okay, now, thinking back on what we've said this morning, uh, does this trigger any uh, question in your mind or any thought as to how we discover our gifts? How do we discover our gifts? Did you ever, did you ever have somebody come to you and say, I wonder what my gift is? The pastor's run into that all the time. Said, What what's my ministry? Bill? Us By using us, using what God's given us already. How would that work? Okay. As God gives us uh, revelation, being faithful and doing something. Bill. <laughs> okay. Somebody else. Uh, Rob Kennard. Experience and seeing through that experience, what is productive? Dale. Okay, prosperity is is the root word. Is making right decisions. That's what the that's. In other words, prosperity means more than financial uh, dis- uh, pro- uh, wealth. It, uh, it means success, really. Okay. And so prosperity is the result of making right decisions. Poverty, conversely, is a result of making wrong decisions. And all of us have had our rounds with poverty. Amen? How many of you have ever bought an old junker? Sure you have. Wrong decision. It's shining. And that guy could talk really slick, and he told you all those things. But it was a wrong decision. And it wound up on the road to poverty. Right? How many of you ever made a right decision? Okay. And it brought blessing, didn't it? Okay. And so this is true, Dale. Uh, is, uh, it's, uh, it's being in the right place at the right time, but there's lots of people at the right place at the right time, but they don't do the right thing. They do the wrong things at the right time. Or they do the right things at their own time. <coughs> okay. Discovery of gifts. How do we discover our gifts? Jeff Brown. Well, if gift in the first place, then that's that we So if we're in the will of God, 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 will them we will good and good God Okay. God cultivates them. It's not something we seek. Uh, and if we're faithful to God, God will lead us into them. Okay, do you agree with that, Dave? You find the will of God by being in the will of God. Ooh, that is profound. <laughs> yes, indeed. There's much more truth to that than apparently comes to the surface. Lisa? Lisa? Lisa says that she thinks that though these things are gifts that uh that they have to be cultivated. Mm-hmm. Dave? Well uh you know what God wants you to do in a gift area or any of will you you have to uh fellowship with God. If I work for you, I have to know what, you, what you're gonna do. I have to birth you to you have to find out uh what you want me to do and that's actually... job definition. But you have to go to work, too. Yeah, Yeah, okay. Didn't do any good to find out what a job uh, definition is if you don't go to work. As you go to work, why, then, you begin to discover. So is this what your job is? And uh, you begin to learn. Okay, am I triggering anything in you? Because we're getting into some very profound stuff here in just a minute. Sister Mayock. Okay, that's that was the key thought. Started out with Jerry, as they used what they had, it began to increase. That he's as faithful in that which is least, or unto that him unto him that has shall more be given. That was the terminology. And to uh, and to uh, in this in uh, forty eight it says for un, verse forty eight of Luke twelve for unto whomsoever much is given to him should be required to whom men have committed much of him they'll ask the more. Then there's a verse of scripture that says that him that is faithful in that which is least, Luke sixteen. Is, "...shall also be faithful in much." And so we went through a probationary period. And so as we use what we have, God gives more. Okay, this is this is very important you understand that in the gifting process because there are thousands of Christians that are sitting on their pews waiting for the gifty to float through, as the old uh, Irish used to say, and just drop it on you. And it does not work that way. Ike. In other words, what you're saying is one, uh, one gift that you're faithful to is the, is the passageway to the opening of other gifts. Okay, excellent. Uh, Dick Paola. Okay, if you uh, covet or desire, and so there's responsibility to seek after. Okay. Uh, how would that work out in the practical experience of life? See, we, we're talking really spiritual now. And, uh, but let's get it down where the rubber meets the road and get it translated into, into Prescottese where we can understand it. How would that work out, Fred? Join a ministry? Join a ministry. Okay, so uh, you want to be in a music group. A music group, okay. You, uh, you have a talent. Or maybe you can't play, uh, you can't thump even a tub, and so you don't have that. But you want, to be, uh, you want to be in the ministry. And so, uh, uh, well, you can't do that. But maybe you want to be a, uh, a reinforcer of ministry. And you, you don't think you probably could ever be a preacher. But, and you can't play in a music group. But you'd like to be a reinforcer of ministry. And so uh, you're going to covet earnestly the best gifts. Okay, these are all where gifts could operate, where uh, various types of abilities that God gives could operate, uh, both spiritual and natural abilities uh, that God has given. And so uh, how would this translate into everyday language then? How, how would you go about doing that? Okay, volunteer. There's a good place to start. Okay, Uh, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, you present your bodies as a living sacrifice unto God, which is your reasonable service. Volunteer, okay? And uh, would there be any other place that you might touch base besides saying, God, I'm available? How would you do that? Okay, you might uh, begin to tune up your spiritual faculties by prayer. Oh, God, help me. I want to be useful in the kingdom of God, okay? Another way. Joe? Okay, you might uh, begin to uh, study, which is uh, quite a bit more than picking a memory verse out of the box in the morning, right? Okay, Uh, how else? John? Okay, uh, we might ought to put that over here, if you want to be a witness... Well, we're going to put some feet we're going to put some feet to these things uh, Janet do what? What would a commitment to the body mean? How, what would faithfulness mean? Oh now we're getting it See, you have to you have to interpret for these people people don't they don't understand this kind of language. okay, be in the services well boy that's really a really hard thing I mean I didn't think it was going to be like that. I thought if you just told God about it, it's all going to come to pass. You know, you mean you have to come to services? Well, I want to, but I want to, I want to be in the door. I want to, I want, I want ministry. So I'm going to have to be in the door. Oh, well. Wow. Well, I didn't think it was going to be like that. Jeff? Just like looking for a job. Mm. Isn't this profound? <laughs> just like looking for a job. You see, you'd be astounded how many people never do think. And uh, see, they're so spiritual that they never do lock this down into practical experience. Uh, this, and, and uh, their lives never amount to anything. Twenty years later, you know, they're still, never productive. Never, And here comes some drug addict comes in off the street. God zaps him and says, Word of God. Oh God starts praying, makes prayer. Me. Next thing you know, shh, it just started growing like the Next thing you know, they got out preaching a church to a hundred. People sit there and say, Wow. Mitchell must be some kind of favorite. She put that guy out and got a church of a hundred. Look at that. Dirty pool. I've been here for fifteen years. Isn't this spiritual? Okay, hands are going up everywhere. Uh, Joyce? Make that a part of your daily and your weekly schedule. Okay. Boy, now you're really getting fanatical now. <laughs> you understand that? He's watching TV and, and watching all the big league stuff, you know. And, uh, you know, and, I mean, this is really, we're getting narrow now. See, this is narrowing things really down. And uh, that sounds fanatical to me. See, that's going to really cramp my life if I do that. I won't be able to take weekend jumps on my bike, you know, and go over and bop, uh, you know, three-day long holidays. See, that's really narrow-minded, isn't it? Ooh, that sounds something like John's uh, John's gospel. John six forty four. 44 uh, it says you eat the flesh and drink the blood of the son of God you have no life see that's really getting fanatical isn't it but that's what you're saying okay Dave, think, uh, Dave. if any car there's a lot of care and maintenance there's more than that you're going to have to you're going to have to discipline your life and save some bucks to make the down payment to begin with right and then on top of that to maintain and continue that it's uh, it's uh, it's really work. You know, the things that uh, bring us blessing in life really are work. Isn't that deep? Okay, let's lock in. We're getting really down to where I'm aiming at right now. Now I want to talk about the demands of a steward then. We've been getting down to the nitty-gritty, and we've been locking into some things that have got our minds from floating up in heavenly spheres down to where uh, the rubber meets the road where you and I can understand it. And so let's talk about the demands of a steward. It may astound you that the secular and the sacred are merged when we come to what we're talking about, which is the discovery of our gifts. What I mean by that is some of the things that we've been saying. The earth is cursed, but honest work is not. And God's not only interested in you going to heaven; He's also interested in you going to work. Okay. Now let's get some scripture: Ephesians six five through nine, right in here. Somebody help me, uh, Eleanor. Ephesians six five through nine. I want Romans twelve eleven. Brother Kleppel I want Second Thessalonians three ten through twelve. Uh, Bill and I'd like Ephesians 4.28 Joe Calloway the earth is cursed but honest work is not God is not only interested in you going to heaven he's also interested in you going to work and you'll be astounded how this begins to work out into the discovery of our gifts. As Brother Ike said that when he began to use what God gave him, he suddenly found out that other things began to open up. We began to discover very early in reaching uh, hundreds of young people in Jesus' movement that it it was our men, our young men who went to work that began to develop, but our young men who did nothing but take their Bible and their sleeping bag and reading Watchman Nee and whatever else was there but they were just going to live by faith we found these people did not develop at all but as a matter of fact stagnated and begin to be separated from the common flow of life where God could make them useful in, in in the in the outworking of actual ministry in the body of Christ and they began to uh, to actually there was a spoiling process where the people who went to work and got jobs and worked on the, on the job, begin to just grow by leaps and bounds and we're involved in ministry. The tremendous discovery blew our minds. Ephesians 6, 5 through 9. See, this is written to the Ephesian church and it says, Servants, these are people that work on a job, this is translate down to us today, Be obedient to them that are your employers according to the flesh with fear and trembling and singleness of your heart as unto Christ. How many of you remember the, the, the uh, sermon I preached on work some years ago? Remember that? <clears throat> Wasn't that a real revelation? Okay, we're talking about the merging of the secular secular and the sacred. Not with eye service as men pleasers, but as the servants of Christ. In other words, when you're out selling groceries, when you're out doing plumbing, when you're out hanging sheetrock, When you're out working at U.S. Motors... ...when you're out greasing cars... ...when you're out filling cars with gas... ...when you're out driving trucks... ...when you're out on the garbage truck... ...when you're out uh, working for the city... ...when you're out landscaping... ...do this as unto the Lord. Okay, that's what he says. "'Knowing that whatsoever good thing any man doeth the same shall receive of the Lord, whether he be bond or free. And you masters do the same thing. You their are employers, forbearing, threatening, knowing that your master is also in heaven, neither is their respective person. Finally, uh, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. Okay, we're talking about then the merging of the secular and the sacred for the discovery of spiritual gifts. This involves not only in the charismata, but also in the, what we understand to be simply ministry post within the body which is teaching which is preaching which is exhortation which is m- service which is uh, giving which is uh, helping which is government which is administration and so on and so forth okay let's have another one Romans 12:11 not slothful in spirit or, or in, in in business but fervent in spirit serving the lord not to to our Western minds, there's been a separation there that one thing is spiritual and the other is secular. And, and there's, you know, just two different things. Working on a job, yeah, it's a drag. Man, I am sure be glad when, when I get to do some spiritual work. But you see, in the Word of God, you will soon discover that there's a merging of the two, and out of the one, the other comes. You'll find this over and over in the Word of God, that if you are not faithful... In 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 supporting your family, you needn't worry about ministry. Hello, that if you're dishonest in business, or that you don't pay attention to business, you don't need to worry about the the things of God, because God can't place those into your hands. He that is faithful in that which is least is faithful in that which is uh, which is much. And if you're not uh, faithful in another man's, who shall give you that which is your own? Luke 16, 12 through 16. Okay, are you, are you following me along? We're talking about the discovery of gifts, the stewardship of life. Let's uh, have a th- a Second Thessalonians 3, 10 through 12. When I was with you, I reminded you if any man did not work neither shall he eat if he's just going to flop in the boy's house and he's just going to crash and he just keeps on crashing and he just going to keeps on crashing you tell him you know what friend you've got a week to get a job and if you don't get a job in a week you better look for another place to live does that sound unspiritual how many of you think that sounds unspiritual uh-uh. see the word of God says that if he's not going to get a job and support himself then quit carrying the bird. Because he'll never make it in the kingdom. You lean on him. Hello. Okay, go ahead. Bob. said, I hear that there's some are, that are among you. They don't want to work. They're busybodies. They're just gossip. They just go around from place to place, and all they got to do is talk about... It. And they, they say they're going to talk about the kingdom of God, but what they really do is they begin to be gossip. They're busybodies. Okay. We command you by the Lord Jesus Christ that they find a job and eat at their own labor. Isn't that spiritual? Okay, Out of that. We're aiming somewhere, Ephesians 4:28. Let him that stole steal no more. but rather let him get a job. Working with his hands, So that not only can he support himself, but he'll have something to give to others who are in need. Okay, out of this then, God calls forth as we're faithful. What was Moses doing when God called him? Who will tell me? Rob? He was herding sheep. He was working at an occupation. He was faithful at that occupation when God called him forth. What was Saul doing? Does anybody remember what Saul was doing? What was Saul doing? Joe? No, 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 that was Elisha. But that Elisha was flying a field. I was going to come to him, okay? What was Saul doing? No, 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 that's, that's the Paul. Okay, Saul of the Old Testament, I'm sorry. Saul of the Old Testament. Paul's occupation was killing Christians, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, you have to say he was dedicated. Never never know what a God can do with a dedicated man. Rob, he was a cowboy. He was a cowboy. Peter, James, John, Matthew, all of these in the New Testament we find that they were all at their places of occupation when the Lord Jesus tapped them for ministry. Okay, discovery of gifts. We're talking about the secular and the discovery of gifts. Let's look at Acts 13, 1 through 5. This is a tremendous revelation and has great principles that we need to begin to understand. Now there were in the church that was at Antioch certain prophets and teachers as Barnabas and Simeon that was called Niger and Lucius of Cyrene and Manaen, which had been brought up with Herod the Tetrarch and Saul. As they ministered to the Lord and fasted, the Holy Ghost said, Separate me, Barnabas and Saul, for the work whereunto I have called them. And when they had fasted and prayed and laid their hands on them, they sent them away So they being sent forth by the Holy Ghost departed unto Seleucia and from thence they sailed to Cyprus and when they were at Salamis they preached the word of God in the synagogues of the Jews and they had also John to their minister. So here we find that out of faithfulness these people were faithful in the assembly that God had placed them until God then began to call them into further ministry. okay stewardship then we said one of the key th- things or thoughts of stewardship that, uh, that we need to understand when all is said and done is what somebody tell me what's one of the key thoughts of stewardship that we're going to be what Dick okay we're going to be faithful but uh, we, uh, what who said that Sister Kleppel? we're going to be accountable okay we're going to have to give an account alright let's look at about four more scriptures First Corinthians six nineteen and 20 somebody in this section here uh, Brian first Corinthians 6 19 20 Romans 1129 uh, Cindy brother uh, Van Dyke, Matthew 25 15 I want acts 1129 Paul first 1 Peter 4 10 and 11 brother Klepper, or uh, brother uh, Hessenauer, you want to get that for me first Peter 4 10 and 11 okay one of the keys of stewardship is that we're going to have to understand that we're going to be responsible. We're going to be stewards of life. We have to be responsible. That responsibility begins with learning to be faithful at working. And from there, we move on into the responsibilities of the kingdom of God. 1 Corinthians 6, 19, 20. What know ye not that your bodies are the temple of the Holy Ghost and you are not your own but you're bought with a price. Therefore glorify God in your body and in your spirit which are God's. How would that translate out into daily life, Brian? Being what? Okay, just committing your life to Him. Millions of people do that but we have to translate that into Prescott ease, or we'll never understand it. Dave act like, we to God. act like we belong to God how would we do that the on the job wherever we're at, <laughs> wherever we're at. excellent okay like uh, I had another hand over here What was that was that you Jeff Keep our mind in tune with God. Okay, how we do that is we read Ellery Queen, and, right? Perils of Pauline, and True Romances. And we watch TV every night, right? Can't do that. Isn't it awful how these spiritual things just come down to daily. Yeah, man, it's awful. We just can't float up here like this. See, these these things mean something, don't they? Okay, if we belong to God, then, then we're not alone. Okay, Dave? No man ever works for someone else. One of the laws of working on a job is no man ever works for someone else. It may look that way, but it really isn't. And you find that as you discipline yourself to the job, learn everything on that job, become the indispensable man on that job. And the first thing you know, you'll either own the job or you'll own your own job. No one ever works for someone else. It's true in the kingdom of God. If you want to excel, then you have to take it. That's what stewardship really is. That's that's stewardship in a nutshell. It's exactly that way. And when we come to the kingdom that way, you uh, see, this is what it says, you that work for someone else, don't work on that job as man pleasers. In other words, when the boss comes, oh, there's the boss. And as soon as he leaves, you just. Ah. Oh, the boss is. Ah, dah, 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 dah. See, a lot of people in the kingdom of God that do that. But you see, you never work for someone else. There's always a law of life that the spiritual abilities which God has given as a natural gift and. The gifts which he brings as the charismata also come as we give ourselves to God. It it does not come dropping with great buckets of blessing out of heaven. It comes with a preparation to receive. Okay, Brother Dale. It develops qualities, graces, techniques, and expertise that make you a very valuable man in life. And this is true in the kingdom of God. Romans eleven 29. We're going to come back to this further question. Romans eleven twenty nine. For the gifts and calling of God without changing of mind. God doesn't change his mind, but they do not drop from heaven on those who are not paying attention to what God's doing or where he wants them to be. Matthew twenty five fifteen. Under one he gave five, another two, another one. Every man, according to his several ability, and Acts eleven twenty nine. Acts eleven twenty nine. The disciples, according to his several ability. This had to do with uh, giving to help in the work of the church. First Peter four ten and eleven. Here's the one you gave last week. You shut me out of the saddle. First Peter four ten and eleven. As every man has received the gift. Even so, minister the same one to another as good stewards of Jesus Christ, of the kingdom of God. If you speak, speak as an oracle of God. In other words, when you speak, you speak and study to speak or make what you speak what God is speaking. That's what he's saying, okay? When you minister look for that or discover or bring forth that which God's a ministry not your own ministry okay to whom uh, God be glorified okay let's let's, let me nail down one thought and then I'll have time for about three or four questions this has to do this morning with where we work where we live where we go to church what we do with our time what we do with our money what we do with our life itself okay I have time for several questions fire away Uh, Gail We all get involved in something. They just don't even get involved in church. We all get involved in something. Life is an involvement with something. But people who do not get involved in, in, in the kingdom business, they don't last. That's true. Uh, Julie? All their money, but none of their time. There's excellence. Okay, there are people, and they want to do one of these things. They give all their money, but none of their time. Okay? But we found out that that, uh, this, that stewardship involves the gospel, didn't we? That's what all of this other is about. It involves time. It involves our money. It involves our life, which is where we live, where we go to church, where we work, etc.